Welcome to the Discipleship Discussions Podcast. We believe everyone can be a disciple who makes disciples. Our goal is to help you with this process. Each week, we take the lesson taught through basic discipleship and break it down in a discussion format. Now, let's join today's discussion. Welcome back to our podcast. I am Benji Linder, and with me, as always, is Dr. Patrick Latham. We're grateful that you're here. I'm grateful I was able to get a haircut uh, first time since the COVID-19 outbreak. And Patrick, you've been good with the haircuts, so yep. all is working well there. Yeah, just one, just one guard in the bathroom. That's right. That's right. So um, we're grateful you're here. Today's topic is praying for others. So to lead into this discussion, um, you mentioned that uh, some folks kind of struggle with not praying for others. Do you see that in the uh, as a problem within the church, and why is that? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, there's always um, a struggle with intercessory prayer. You know, I think some may either naturally or supernaturally have a, a heart for it more than others, so it may kind of be their wheelhouse. I've discovered for me that this is probably the biggest struggle in prayer. I know it's usually the last part of my prayer list every day. You know, sometimes I'll force myself, hey, pray for others first. Um, So I just know for me it's personally a struggle. Um, You know, I mean, to the church's credit, from local congregations I've been a part of, it seems like if you have a prayer meeting, there's a lot of emphasis put on praying for others. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's requests for prayer, my experience is it's usually a list of names of people who are sick. So, um, you know, with that, I would say at face level, in a lot of ways, face value, we do a pretty good job of intercessory prayer. Most of our prayer lists center around others. Maybe what's lacking in that is, you know, a proper focus on all the different types of prayer needs. In other words, it seems like those lists are mostly about just sick people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think where we struggle is, hey, is your small group keeping a list of names of people who don't know Christ that you're praying for? Is your small group keeping a list of children who are wayward, um, who need to return to Christ? Um, is your group keeping a list of local government officials to pray for? Um, is your group fervently praying for missionaries? You know, yes, pray for the sick, but make sure that's just one element of many. So kind of the old joke is the average, you know, evangelical Christian spends more time praying to keep saved people out of heaven than they do praying to keep unsaved people out of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like we spend a lot of time just praying for people who are sick in the church. And so I think at face level, yeah, we intercede, but do we have more of a a type of intercession that's more in alignment with the heart of God? I remember um being in church on one occasion when I was younger and pastor, you know, he, he was kind of bold and would say what he thought. And he said, I was in a Sunday school class I visited this morning and they said, somebody said, please, please pray for my, my aunt so-and-so, you know? And he said, I found out later that the woman, you know, she, she's close to death. Let's, 
Let's pray that she would be healed. And he said, I found out later, I asked questions, found out the old lady was 98 years old. And I thought, good grief, how long has she got to live, you know, for everybody to be happy, you know? Couldn't, you know, just pray that she'd have peace in this transition. And then let's make sure we're praying for our missionaries and ministers and, and having, uh, kind of a more, um, well-rounded approach to intercessory prayer. I think that's what we need. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, we I've heard it said many times that we pray, we try to pray people out of heaven, yeah, know, keep yeah. and save people here on earth. Now, why do you think that's the problem? Is it a priority issue? Is it on an awareness issue? Yeah. In other words, we prioritize keeping people healthy, or yeah. we're more aware of that. We're not as aware as uh, as aware of like lost people. Why do you think the reason? Yeah, it's that? strange because you know we we're concerned about health in one way when it comes to prayer. Then a lot of us don't do what we should do to stay healthy. Uh, you know, I've yeah. seen that as a pastor. Pastor, yeah. pray that I'd heal on this, and it's like. Are you doing what your doctor told you to do? You know, it's like I can't spiritually pray against, you know, the, na- the, the laws of nature that God's created. So it's strange that we pray for that so much because it appears to be a desire for health. But then sometimes we don't take care of ourselves like we ought. So um, I think, you know, I was thinking about this earlier just in us talking that part of the issue may be a shame, you know, or embarrassment. Or, um, yeah, shame or embarrassment or awkwardness. And what I mean by that is if you're in your small group and the questions asked, do you have any prayer request? There may be some shame or awkwardness or embarrassment to say, my son's hooked on painkillers. Please pray for him. Mm-hmm. There may be some fear of embarrassment if you say, man, we really want to see our neighbors come to Christ or my sister-in-law is lost, or so-and-so in my family has a problem with alcohol, there's more shame and embarrassment with that. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say, yeah, I heard so-and-so has cancer. You know, that that's just more comfortable and easy. And so we never get down to the business of being open and honest. And then perhaps there's the idea of priority, you know, um, that we just don't think biblically about we should pray for our local government, First Timothy two one. We should pray for our missionaries, Second Thessalonians three one. Um, we just don't think about that. Yeah. Well, good. Um, so you mentioned self-focused praying whenever you're doing your teaching session. Um, so what does that look like practically? You kind of you you mentioned it. You gave, gave a couple examples, but really expand that idea of you know we struggle to pray for others, intercede for others because we have self-focused prayer times. Yeah, I think you it just becomes like the Santa Claus routine or the Aladdin routine. You know, we're just. Um, presenting our list, you know, of what we want, or we're rubbing the golden lamp and hoping Aladdin will come out and give us the three things we want. And so it's really just kind of a myopic, low, debased view of prayer where it's all about us, you know. And so we have to we have to be great commandment, great commission and great commandment people if we really want to be in alignment with what Jesus called us to be. And so that great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So that's the first way you can pray selfless prayers is put the attention on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, give Him praise. So I, I, I usually try to start with just a, a specific time of adoration in my prayers. Jesus taught us to do that, right? When you pray, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. So I normally try to start with that. And I think there's wisdom in the Lord telling us to do that because in praying praise to him, it gets our perspective off of ourselves and it kind of calibrates us spiritually to where, you know, we've got the right perspective. Like, I mean, there's times I start with that and I start thinking about Revelation 4 or 5. I mentioned it in this lesson, but the presence of God and what's going on in the presence of God right now. Then I think about Genesis 1 and how he said, when there was complete and utter darkness, let there be light. And I think about him hanging the stars, the moon, the sun, creating all plant life, all animal life, human life. I think of Genesis 1, 26 as I'm praising him. And I think, wow, uh, I'm tempted to say with Paul, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? So I think praising the Lord keeps you from that, those self-focused type of prayers. And then intercession does that as well. That's the second part of the great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. And so that just helps you in so many practical ways. Indeed, pray for yourself. I'll have people ask me that. You know, Perhaps people will hear this podcast and think, well, is it wrong to pray for myself? That's a very popular question I receive as a pastor. Can I pray for myself? Of course. Like, why would you ever think you can't? So, so do pray for yourself, but make sure you're balanced, that you're also pray, get adequate place for praise and adequate place for intercession. That saves you from self-focused type of praying. Yeah. No, that's good. And I've honestly never thought of the correlation of the great commandment uh, mm-hmm. in prayer. So I appreciate that. Uh, moving on, you mentioned something along the lines of God bringing blessings to the, whenever you pray for others, that God will bless you and he also blesses others. Maybe illustrate that fact for us. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, the, the, our biggest war is a war against self. goes back to the great commandment. And so I realized that I am innately selfish, that I have no problem thinking about myself. You know, and Jesus mentions that in the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So there is a healthy type of self-love and self-care and self-maintenance. And uh, usually in ideal circumstances, we by default take care of ourselves. Um, so I know I've got this problem, however, like everyone does with uh, I'm innately selfish. Mm-hmm. I've discovered intercessory prayer is the best way to wage war on that. When I'm praying praise, that wages war on it. But then interceding on behalf of others wages war on my selfishness as well. Example, I pray for my wife. She's on my prayer list. And when I pray for her, you know, many times I'm tempted. I, I pray for her needs. I praise God for her. But then I start to think about areas where my wife needs to improve. You know, I'd like to see her be better at this. Lord, would you please, I beseech thee, change her, you know? How's that going? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, well, I'll tell you how it's going. When I do that, oftentimes, it's almost like the Lord uh, lowers a finger from heaven and puts it right in my soul and says, Hey, big boy, what about X, Y, Z in your own life? So then that helps me in marriage when we do have conversations about those things where we both need to change. It helps me be a lot more gracious. 
my intercessory prayer has done a work in my own heart to make me more patient. You know, I think that can happen. Not that I'm perfect. You know, I still struggle in those areas, but I found that that can help. It also helps um, wage war on selfishness. I found this, you know, many of our interactions, have you ever noticed this? You meet somebody and you might, it's first time you meet him and you may say, hey, what's your name? And then you don't, you walk away and like, I don't even know what their name is. You know, and I, I read before, like, why do we do that? Well, it's because when we interact with people, many times our focus is on ourselves and what people think of us. We're not thinking about them as we ought to. So, um, you know, you apply intercessory prayer to that. I've learned that if so-and-so is on my list and I'm praying for something in their life, when I see them, I'm more likely to think about them. Mm -hmm. There's a book called I read once called Practicing the Presence of People. Intercessory prayer helps us do that. It helps us to see people as more than objects. It helps us to... Um, get our focus off of ourselves when we interact with people. We start to see people as Jesus sees them as souls. So I think that's how intercessory prayer helps us wage war on selfishness. That's good. And I think about um, what we talked about last week with self-righteousness mm -hmm. and how prayer helps with that. And you've, if you've not listened to that episode, go back, listen to it. Uh, talked about, was it Luke 18? Um, yeah. Yeah, the tax collector. Um, the sinner praying in the Pharisees. So um, appreciate that. Um, I, I, you know, I feel the same way. Whenever I pray for others, it helps evaluate my life and how mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes I'm praying for others that they have shared requests with me, and I'm thinking I should be praying that for myself. And so yeah. it's like this awareness. It's this a cycle of yeah. awareness. So um, next question is um, the per. This is I think this is very very. Um, important question to ask because I think a lot of people have asked you this question. They've mm -hmm. asked me this question. Um, and maybe let's pose it like this. What would you tell the person who asked you, I'm praying for my wayward fill in the blank child, mm -hmm. father, I'm mm -hmm. praying for my lost fill in the blank. What would you tell that person right now if they feel defeated? Yeah, I would say don't give up. Jesus taught a parable, Luke 18, 1, that men ought to always pray and not give up. So I'd say don't give up. Keep them on your list. Make that a daily part of your prayer routine. We have all heard stories of people who prayed for months and years and years for someone to come to Christ or someone to come under conviction, and then it happened. So I would say don't give up. I'd say pray biblical prayers too. Um, you know, I mentioned that in this lesson that goes along with this podcast. You know, pray scripture over those people. Don't give up. Pray Scripture because the, the power with that is, you know, when you pray Scripture, you're praying in alignment with God's will and then God's promise to answer whatever is in alignment with his will. So don't give up. Uh, pray Scripture. I would say have hope, have faith. You know, when you're tempted to despair, take a spiritual time out, place your faith in the Father. Preach a mini sermon to yourself if you have to. Jesus said, don't give up. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. Preach that to yourself to encourage yourself. And then I would say, you know, keep a close eye on your relationship with that person. You know, I see a lot of people pray well, but then they're too preachy 
or they come off as self-righteous or judgmental and interacting with that people. I've seen that over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm praying for this child or grandchild, the mother or grandmother is, and then maybe I'm at a family function with them and I see them take a shot at the person like, well, if you weren't living like such and such, or you need to get over there and talk to my preacher and let him tell you blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, good night. You just undid a lot of what our prayers could accomplish through the way you interacted with that people. Remember the, uh, remember Jesus teaching on salt and light, you know, and we all know with salt and light, they're two objects too much or too little is annoying or detrimental. So the same thing is true with our witness, you know, too much salt, you know, will turn people off just the right amount. I think Jesus was so sanctimoniously clever in, in using that object lesson. He knew um, it's a powerful object lesson. So I would encourage that. Don't give up. Keep praying. Pray scriptural prayers. And then be real sensitive concerning how you interact with that person. Uh, remember that the Lord many times allows us to have difficult people in our lives in order to change us. And so there's this issue with that wayward child of not just what needs to happen in your child's soul or your grandchild's soul. There's that issue of what needs to happen in your soul. Yeah. And I can attest to the person who was a little overly zealous. Uh Um, I'll never forget after I got saved, uh, I was very desperate to see others get saved. And I I think I attacked their sin instead of beginning with the gospel, the good news. Um, And so I I can attest to that. And I think that's very good information uh, and just good gouge. In the Mm -hmm. neighborhood, we call it gouge. Just good good, Mm -hmm. um, suggestions for people. So um, next question is this. When someone comes up to you and they ask you to pray for them or him or her or another person, should you pray for them on the spot mm-hmm. or should you tally it for later or both? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an either or mm-hmm. both and proposition. You know, I would say uh, use wisdom there. Think through, you know, I do the on the spot a lot. Um, you know, I really one thing that really, you know, can kind of spiritually tick me off is how we so often say I'm praying for you. And really what we mean by that is I'm thinking about you. I often wonder, were they really praying for that person? You know, um, I'll sometimes in group emails, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. You know, somebody will send an e, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. We're praying for you. And I wonder, are we all really praying for this person? You know, I, I just don't know. So um, it's not my job to know and figure that out. I just wonder, are we all really praying for them? And I try to, you know, I don't want to be awkward and weird and I don't want to be the semantics police, but I just, I, I wonder, do we really pray as we say we do? Do sometimes we say that and not mean it? I know I've said it before and not meant it and been convicted. Like, I haven't really prayed for them. I just said that because that's the thing to say. You're like prayer walks kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, that's <laughs> like right. that's how I was walking up to you. Yeah, yeah. I prayed for you. Yeah. Oh no, I think that's so, that's good. So my recommendation <laughs> would be if you can pray right then, pray right then. Even in emails, I try not to say I'm praying for you because that implies, and I'm a words guy, so I'm like, you know, parsing and and analyzing the words. But I normally like to say I've just said a word of prayer for you, and I'll I'll do that before if I'm going to say that. I'll, you know, say, okay, right here for a minute, I'm going to pray for this need. If somebody catches me in the hallway or in town, 
boy, you really need to pray for so-and-so. I'll say, can we pray for that right now? Because I know I've already got a prayer list that's full here in my moleskin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably not going to get a chance or, or I'm going to forget. So I'll pray for them right then. And then if it is major and I'm thinking, man, that's something I want to commit to prayer, then it goes in my moleskin. Gotcha. And uh, just 30, 45 seconds, uh, you've talked before about your method to praying for individuals, something like uh, every day you pray for two family members or mm-hmm. explain what that looks like. In your yeah, life. I just I have like a little grid here in the back of my moleskin notebook where um, I just have, you know, a table and, and I'll get into this in our last okay. um, yeah. our last session. But then I just for each day I list out I've got uh, three family members each day. Then I have a pastor and then I have um, a North American missionary, a church planter. Then I have an international missionary. And then I have um, a friend listed. So there's seven different people each yeah. day. And then, you know, on top of that, with my family, we have a prayer time. And that, that usually involves a lot of intercession for sick people. So gotcha. that's good. Just out of curiosity, am I in the book? Huh? Am I in the yes, book? you, you were actually, you were actually on another list for. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah. well, let's let's yeah. end that right there. Uh, well, this is the black moleskin. You're in the white covered moleskin. <laughs> okay. 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 No. Well, good. No, they do. I have another list for our church and our yeah, staff. Good. So that's my that's my personal prayer list, and I have my church prayer list. Good. Well, I'm glad I'm in the book, yeah, not yeah, just the yeah. Lamb's Book of Life, but I'm yeah. in the pastor's yeah, yeah. prayer That's book. Right. Um, last thing, just close with this, a story of the promise of intercession, as you spoke mm-hmm. of in your training. Mm-hmm. Um, give us one story about how that's... Yeah, I can remember early on when I first started intercession prayer, way back when I was in college, that I can remember praying for individuals who were... Um, kind of in a bad way, living in the world and praying, Lord, get a hold of their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, make them see their need for you. Convict them of their sin. I can remember praying, Lord, make them like the prodigal son. Um, when he was eating the pig slop, he came to his senses. Help my friend or that family member come to their senses and hate their sin. Mm-hmm. I remember praying for friends. Help them to hate those drugs and hate alcohol and partying. Like make them disgusted by it show them their need for you open their eyes to see the glory of jesus and it was neat to see friends turn around or come to christ i think about a guy i worked with who really had professed christ but you know now he's in ministry i can think about another guy who was living deep in sin was not a christian was antagonistic now he's a christian attends first baptist atlanta Um, then also i can think about missionaries um that had a great need, you know, visas are trapped in a country and you pray and you just sense afterwards, man, my prayers, I feel like God answered. Mm-hmm. So then I would say with that, there's people on my prayer list that have been there for a long time that they would kind of repent and have a change over some areas and are still there. I'm still praying. So it's not like this magic thing. That's a trap we fall into in American thinking is I put them on the list. I pray for seven days, something should happen. You know, we got this lose 40 pounds in two weeks mindset. It just doesn't work, you know. Um, so I would say there are those good stories, and you do see that, but there are nuggets and gems along the way that there's a lot of intercession where you don't see it. I mean, think of Job. He prayed faithfully for his kids while they're partying, and then a storm blows down the house while they're partying and kills them all. 
So he can't be like, intercession works. I'm testimony to it. But I think over the long haul, he could be a testimony to it. You know, if you go and read the rest of that story. So. Right. Absolutely. And I'll give a um, resource recommendation. I believe uh, Southern Baptist Convention put out the Who's Your One prayer mm-hmm. guide. I have not seen anything as good as that. It's mm-hmm. Who's Your One. I think their website is Who's Your One. So that's W-H-O apostrophe S, not like the mm-hmm. Indiana Hoosiers, but Who's mm-hmm. Your One. Man, they nailed it for the 30 mm-hmm. days of prayer. And so mm-hmm. I highly recommend that you do. I've done that. Our church has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it has revolutionized how I pray for others, gives great scripture references. Uh, and it's something that because the person I pray for is not safe, so I'm going to start back yeah. uh, and I'm going to keep it up because it's a form of accountability. Well, thank you again, viewers, for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Patrick Latham. Uh, we know that if you watch this, if you're uh, still with us up to this point, that this blessed you. And so we're grateful for that. Make sure you check out our other podcasts made available, and we look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Thank you for joining us today for our discussion on basic prayer. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast. For show notes, visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the material presented in this discussion, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.